Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the My Tech Decisions Podcast. On this on this episode, we dive into another Patch Tuesday release from Microsoft with Satnam Narang, a senior staff research engineer at vulnerability scanning provider Tenable. This is a particularly interest, interesting month as Microsoft has released fixes for six vulnerabilities being actively exploited in the wild, including two exchange bugs disclosed at the end of September. Before we get to Satnam, here's a quick reminder that the podcast is available on iTunes, Google, and Spotify to hear weekly interviews with IT experts that can help you make the right decisions for your organization. And now, here's Satnam. All right, so uh, Satnam, we're, so we're talking about uh, November 2022, Patch Tuesday. Um, it's kind of a lot to get to in this release, so we'll start with uh, just your overall thoughts um, you know, about this month, um, I know four zero days sounds like a lot. Um, you know, what, what do, you know, it admins, uh, need to be aware of here? Yeah. I mean, I think you could probably call this the zero day month because there are so many zero days, especially those exploited in the wild. Mm-hmm. I think first and foremost, the most obvious thing to note is that Microsoft, uh, got around to patching, uh, the two vulnerabilities that are known as proxy not shell. Yes. Those are CV 2022-41040 and CV 2022-41082. Those got disclosed at the end of September mm. and they were exploited in the wild as zero days, but it took until this patch Tuesday for them to get patched. So uh, those vulnerabilities are not as problematic as the other exchange server vulnerabilities that we've seen in the past, but still um, they were exploited in the wild. So clearly they were valuable to attackers. So while there's some limiting factors, it's still important for organizations running exchange on-prem to make sure that they apply those patches. Right, yeah, correct, correct, correct my memory. Um, exploit, exploitation of those was was significantly challenging. Is that right? Yeah, because there was an authentication component to them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you needed to be authenticated to exploit these ones, unlike uh, proxy shell, which did not require those. Hence the name proxy, not shell. They were also similar in terms of the path to exploitation. It's just that authentication requirement does create a little bit of a barrier to uh, widespread exploitation, which is probably why we haven't seen more widespread exploitation compared to say proxy shell or even proxy logon before it. Right. Um, so another thing that jumped out to me um, immediately was the uh, the other uh, principaler bug. Um, I think this one is more notable, notable than the others because it is being exploited in the wild. Uh, so what can you tell us about, about this one? Yeah, so I mean, this one took us by surprise too because it was like, you know, normally we're used to seeing Prince Pooler bugs getting patched almost pretty much every patch Tuesday yeah. because I think once Print Nightmare was disclosed back in June and July of, of last year, researchers basically went on a tear and just started tearing down Prince Pooler, trying to find more bugs in it. And, you know, we've seen ransomware groups and other threat actors leveraging the original print nightmare vulnerabilities. So it is really noteworthy to see for, I think, the first time since print nightmare was disclosed, because print nightmare for for the record was disclosed by researchers. It wasn't exploited in the wild. And everything we've seen since then have all been researcher led 
initiatives trying to find bugs in print spooler. So for there to be a bug in print spooler that's being exploited in the wild by attackers shows that attackers have been also looking very closely at print spooler because it's pretty ubiquitous. It's used everywhere, right? You know, you need print spooler in order to print. So it's enabled on a lot of devices. Therefore, it provides a really good attack surface. Right. Um, and remote code execution in the Windows scripting language. Um, what can you tell us about, about this one and um, you know why, why it's important to patch? Yeah, so there's a, a couple of them that were patched this month, but the one that's noteworthy is the one that was, uh, I think, CV 2022-4118. That one was uh, exploited in the wild, and it affects only the JScript 9 scripting language. Um, the thing here is that you have to basically convince someone through social engineering to visit a website or a server that you control in order to exploit this vulnerability. Clearly that's happened because it has been exploited in the wild. There's not a whole lot of details about the exploitation in the wild uh, as far as I've seen, but it's just one of the common parts of this, this month's release. There have been several noteworthy vulnerabilities that have been exploited in the wild already by attackers. So, you know, I think of all the months that we've seen Patch Tuesday releases, this is probably the one that I think organization should definitely prioritize when you take into consideration all four of those exploit in the wild bugs, bugs, excuse me, plus the two uh, proxy not shell vulnerabilities. Mm. So let's talk about the, um, I think there's two other um, exploited uh, in the wild vulnerabilities. Um, uh, Windows Mark of the Web uh, security feature bypass. Um, and like I said, this is another one that's being actively exploited. Um, so, so you know, what, what, what do we need to know about this one? Yeah, so what's interesting to know about this one is that uh, it was actually first uh, kind of identified by researchers at HP because they've observed the uh, Magnibur ransomware group leveraging this vulnerability in the wild. So for those that don't know, Mark of the Web basically happens when anytime you download a file from the internet, your version of Windows will basically flag it when you try to open it and say, hey, this has been down downloaded from the internet. Do you want to enable content? It's sort of like a little uh, warning system to say, hey, you know, this might be some shady stuff. Are you sure you want to do this? Do you want to enable content? Um, and then if files are, are specifically affecting like Microsoft Office, they open up in what's called protected view. So if you enable content, you'll essentially allow the file to run macros, which is bad news bears, right? So you definitely don't want to do that. But uh, this has actually been exploited by a ransomware group. So obviously that's already problematic. And I know that there was another one too in Mark of the Web that was disclosed by a researcher, which I think some people have said has also been exploited in the wild, but it wasn't uh, indicated as such in the advisory from Microsoft. Right. So there's some conflicting info there. So Either way, definitely important because this functionality or this feature is designed to help protect users. So being able to leverage this vulnerability allows these ransomware groups and other attackers to bypass that. So if you try to open that file, it's not going to prompt you. It's just going to run outright. Mm. So in the meantime, it sounds like uh, we need to be, be careful of, of what we're downloading from the web. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't already. Right. Um, and the other uh, actively exploited zero day is the Windows uh, CNG key isolation service elevation privilege. 
Yeah. So this is an elevation of privilege vulnerability. So like we've talked about in the past, you know, an attacker essentially needs to already have access to a system through other means in order to leverage this type of vulnerability. So, you know, the goal for an attacker, once they get onto a system is to try to pivot. And if they're limited in their access, they need to leverage a vulnerability, like an elevation, elevation of privilege vuln, uh, such as this one, or even the uh, Prince Pooler one that we discussed earlier, that was also an elevation of privilege. Because ultimately, in order for you to truly have your way on a network, you need to have the appropriate privileges. So these vulnerabilities, like the principaler one, the CNG key isolation one, effectively the same same class of vulnerability. You need to understand that attackers need to take advantage of extra flaws. So if they find a way in through, say, social engineering or exploiting another vulnerability, they'll then pivot to leveraging one of these elevation of privilege bugs. Right. Um, I also noticed that that um, I think three out of the uh, four new zero days are rated um, important and not critical. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So for the elevation of privilege vulnerabilities, the two of those, those are often going to be important because again, there's still that right. uh, layer where you have to basically get onto a system in order to exploit those remote execution bugs little bit different story because if you're able to, uh, you know, gain code execution on a system uh, without having to first figure out a way to get on the system, it's it's bad news bears. But for the uh, mark of the web stuff, again, that's also you downloading files and running them. So there's no social engineering per se happening in some instances. Uh, you know, let's say you're trying to pirate something or do something and you download a file, you could get exploited that way. Or if you get hit with one of these little warning messages, like a social engineering attack to saying you need to apply this critical update to Windows. You know, if you remember back in the day when we had those fake antivirus warning messages that would pop up on your screen, trying to get you to download the file and run it on your system, that's one way in. So that one was also marked important. Um, So yeah, it's not necessarily... uh, it's it's essentially defined by the CVSS score that it gets attached to a vulnerability that dictates its severity level. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to see a vulnerability that's CVSS of like 5.3 getting marked as critical. Typically, it's going to be marked, uh, you know, probably medium or low. Right. Um, yeah. So besides, uh, you know, those ones that are being um, exploded in the wild, um, there are there any other ones that you know IT pros should uh, you know prioritize? Um, I think, you know, for me, the main things that I saw from this release, you know, I'm just really happy that Microsoft got around to patching uh, the proxy not shell vulnerabilities, because I I think we talked about this last time, like, you know, it's not an easy endeavor for organizations to uh, take down their exchange instances to make sure that they're uh, applying the patches, which is why we're still seeing proxy logon, proxy shell, not proxy shell being exploited uh, in the wild. So I think it's important for organizations to really take the time out to patch these bugs. Um, you know, in the case of some of these other ones that were already exploited in the wild, um, it's it's difficult to know how widespread they are outside of the one that was used by the Magnabur ransomware group uh, for the uh, JScript 9 uh, remote code execution bug. Outside of that, the elevation of privilege vulnerabilities more than likely are being leveraged in more targeted attacks. So while they're not widespread exploitation, it's still important to make sure you patch your systems because you don't want to allow these unpatched legacy vulnerabilities to persist because eventually 
they will be adopted by other threat actors like ransomware groups. Mm. Um, what can you tell us about just the, the number uh, of vulnerabilities patched this month? Uh, 62. Um, is that, is there, is, you know, is there any, uh, you know, notable trend uh, happening in, in the, you know, the uh, late fall months or, or, or this year or anything like that that you've noticed? Um, I mean, I, I would have to pull them up, but I, uh, I recall, you know, this being about in line with what we've seen in the past, you know, it, it tends to slow down as you get towards the end of the year. I would expect uh, next month's Patch Tuesday release to also be on the lighter side. But again, I could be proven wrong, right? But I figure, you know, there's a lot of people taking a holiday and I think it just might be a slower month in general. Typically, we see that pattern happen even into like January too. But then then again, you know, there's always an opportunity where next month we could see 100 plus CVs patched. It'll be hard to say for sure. Very good. Uh, so Nam, uh, thanks very much. Appreciate you uh, stopping by again. Thanks so much, Zach.